This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Today, we are talking about large family travel. We love to travel. It's a huge part of our DNA as a family, but travel can be expensive and it can be even more expensive if you have a large family. Now let's get this out of the way right at the start. What do we consider a large family? Well, we're a family of six and for some people that seems almost otherworldly to have four kids and actually they're all teenagers. Now, other families, they would probably laugh at us referring to our family as large. We don't have any cable networks knocking down our door with reality TV show pitches, but, you know, we're large enough that travel can be challenging at times. So when we talk about large family travel, I'm referring to families that don't fit into one standard hotel room anymore. So basically families of five or more in most cases. Now some hotels can accommodate larger families, but for the most part, you're talking about a standard room with two beds maximum. It fits four people. Now, as we look at large family travel and the differences between large family travel and other travel for families, a lot of it is basically the same concept, but there are a few obvious differences between travel for large families and other families. One, large family travel typically costs more when we're talking about a comparable trip. Say you're going on a cruise with your family of six, a lot of times it's going to cost me more money than it is you. Large families also take up more space. So you got to think about that when you're booking accommodations, rental vehicles, even seats on flights. Make sure you have enough. There's also more people to manage. So it's six people to manage instead of three, four, two, whatever. Also, coordinating schedules can become more difficult. And we found this out more recently as our kids have gotten older and have started getting jobs and are playing different sports that The more schedules that you have to consider when booking travel, it becomes more challenging. Now, in most cases, being a large family means paying more for travel, as we mentioned. But if you're paying cash, you generally need to save more to get your family from point A to point B for accommodations, for dining, and basically for any experiences or attractions you want to include in your trip. Now, if you're like us and you use travel rewards, You know, you can use points and miles to cover some of those expenses, but there's no way around it. You must collect more rewards to cover travel as a large family. Let's take a look at some ways that larger families can save money while still traveling. Our very first tip is to rent a vacation home. Our family no longer fits into a standard hotel room unless people sleep on the floor or you find somewhere that perhaps maybe offers suites. I don't suggest having people sleep on the floor. I know I grew up doing some of that, but I no longer like that. I like comfort, and so does my family. Instead, find a rental home near the destination you're headed to. You know, we've done this on several occasions. Sites like Airbnb and Verbo offer plenty of options. Now, with those kinds of rentals, you need to pay attention to some things. You need to pay attention to the fees that you're paying. Sometimes the cleaning costs are insane on that. But there's ways around some of that sometimes. 
Typically, when we rent a vacation home, I'll book it using the refundable option. It may cost a little more, but it allows us to cancel without penalties if our plans change or maybe we find somewhere that's a better fit for us. But vacation rentals do one thing better than hotels, and that's give us more space to spread out and get some downtime. You know, there are hotels with suites that can make sense in certain situations, and the same goes for all-inclusive resorts, cruises, and other forms of travel. But more often than not, booking those types of travel for a large family requires a lot more money. Another option is to find hotels with joining rooms. If you stay at a hotel, consider getting adjoining rooms. Double check to make sure that they will guarantee adjoining rooms before you book. It doesn't necessarily save you any money, but it can make it easier to fit everyone in a hotel. Another option to save money is to go camping. Now, I will come clean right now and say that I will probably never take this advice. I'm not a huge outdoors guy. If I do camp, I would much prefer to be in a cabin or an RV to a tent. I'll do it and I'll go camping and I'll enjoy myself, but I can think of a hundred other things that I'd rather do. That's just me. But camping is a great way to save money when traveling, especially for outdoor loving families. Plus, many campgrounds offer plenty of activities for the whole family. Another option is to look for group discounts or travel deals. Sites like Groupon often have local deals that can save you money on tourist attraction and events, so search for deals for your destination and see what comes up. Also, Undercover Tourist is a great site to look for discounted theme park tickets. If you have a Travel Rewards credit card, sometimes you can redeem your points for travel experiences like park tickets, jet ski rentals, and other travel experiences. The next money-saving tip is to use AutoSlash to save money on car rentals. AutoSlash is an auto rental comparison site, and one of the coolest features with AutoSlash is that you can track pricing on your existing car rental. So if the price drops, you might be able to call and get the new price, or you may be able to cancel and rebook at the new price. Now, it kind of depends on the refund policy. Another option is to travel during the off-season. Travel destinations typically have different pricing for peak season and off-season, and you can score big discounts by taking vacation during a destination's off-season. You won't get to enjoy some of the amenities and benefits of traveling during peak season. It's called off-season for a reason. The next money-saving tip is to cook for yourself while on vacation. You know, if you have a rental home and it has a kitchen, you can save money by buying groceries and making your own meals instead of dining out. I have to tell you, I hate this tip because I love to eat out on vacation. You can ask my wife. I do not want to be in the kitchen and cooking when we travel. But we tend to do a mix when we travel, though. We will prepare some meals and schedule a couple of trips to restaurants or make dinner at our vacation rental every night and go out for ice cream as a treat. On our Disney World trips, we typically pack lunches and drinks in a backpack cooler to take to the park and then we'll eat park food for dinner. Unless it's just me or my wife and I and then we are splurging all day long on park food. Sorry, kids. Another option is to use travel rewards to cover bigger travel expenses. We love credit card rewards. They have allowed us to take some amazing trips over the years with little money paid out of pocket. 
Now, obviously, with a larger family, you're going to need to rack up more points to pay for your trip. So what we often do is we will try and cover one or more of the biggest expenses with points and miles and then tap into our travel budget to cover everything else. The biggest expenses are usually flights, accommodations, and transportation. Now, if you're headed to Walt Disney World or Universal Studios, for example, you can throw in park tickets on that list too. All of these expenses can be covered by travel rewards in some way. Now, you might have to have a specific card to redeem points for certain things like park tickets. But here's how we make travel rewards worth it as a family. Number one, we use them for normal spending. We don't spend just to spend and to earn rewards. We use credit cards for purchases that we're already making. Our grocery trips, our gas purchases, things like that. All we do is we use a credit card instead of a debit card, and then we pay the bill right away. It's just an extra step. Also, number two, we don't carry a balance. Carrying a balance means paying interest charges, which totally defeats the purpose of earning travel rewards. We only spend what we have the cash to cover, and we pay our balance on time and in full each month. Number three, we earn welcome bonus offers. Now, most rewards cards offer a big upfront bonus for hitting a spending requirement within a set period. We make sure we always hit it so that we earn the points. It's the quickest way to build up your travel points balance. Lastly, number four, we both sign up for cards. My wife and I both have rewards cards to maximize our points and miles. Now, we don't mess around with becoming authorized users on each other's cards. Instead, we just stagger our card applications. So we're only trying to earn one welcome offer at a time. So one person gets a card, hits the bonus, and then refers the other person to the card, which helps you to actually earn another bonus called a referral bonus. And then the second person hits the welcome bonus and we have plenty of points <laughs> to pay for travel. This is just a high level look at travel rewards and leaves a lot of gaps in how it works and our strategies we use. And that's a topic that we're going to tackle more in depth in future podcast episodes. Now, some other ways that you can save money or time is to fly on a family-friendly airline, especially if you have younger children, it will allow you to be able to board a little earlier and have more time to get set. You can also fly in an airline like Southwest that offers free checked bags to save some money. Try taking mini trips, weekend trips, or like over holiday weekends, three-day weekends, where, where you have a little more time instead of taking a full-blown family vacation. Lastly, you should always sign up for loyalty programs wherever you travel, whether it's an airline, hotel, rental car company, whatever. It's free to sign up for their loyalty programs and can often unlock some entry-level benefits without spending a dime. Now, beyond money saving, we have some other travel tips that can help large families as they plan travel. And the first one is to plan in advance. This is especially helpful if you have to book flights, that way you can make sure that there's enough seats to purchase one for everybody in your family. And it's also more likely that you'll be able to sit together as a family the further you plan ahead. That's provided the airline allows you to pick seats ahead. Note that Southwest does not allow you to pick seats ahead of time. You can also book experiences and rentals in advance. That way it ensures that there's enough equipment for everybody. It also saves time. You know, if you're going to go camping and you need a certain amount of canoes for your family, planning ahead of time allows you to show up and there's enough stuff for everybody and you won't be missing out. Another thing that we value in traveling is comfort. Comfort is king. 
As your trip goes on, having enough space for everyone becomes much more important. We all need downtime after long periods together as a family. Having places to spread out is well worth any extra cost. Your family will appreciate it when they don't have to be on top of each other every second of the trip or spend a week sleeping on the floor of a hotel. Obviously, you need to do whatever you can within your means, of course. And if that's what you have to do right now to travel, then work with it. Try to find other ways to provide some relief and downtime for your family during your trip. Another crucial tip is to pack adequate snacks. You and I both know that snacks make everyone feel better. So pack enough snacks to ensure everyone has something to eat and water too whenever their energy level starts to drop. The last one is to book accommodations with laundry access. Having access to a washer and dryer means that you can pack less and still have enough clothes to last your entire trip. Now, perhaps the best way to travel as a large family is to just be as flexible as possible, both with your travel plans and with your family. It's important to plan ahead and book in advance, but with more moving parts, you need to be flexible if something or everything doesn't go according to plan. Pay attention to your family's body language, moods, and if you need to call an audible and switch the plan to fit their needs, do it. Your family will thank you. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to hear from you. What topics would you like to hear us cover in upcoming episodes? Head over to FamilyMoneyAdventure.com and leave us a comment or message. And hope you will join us for these empowering and hopefully entertaining discussions. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.